coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. At you live from the AO studio. AO. It's the fade route with D and Z. I am D, and we've got a tremendous show for you tonight. J- tremendous. Tremendous. Jason Dominguez gets hurt. Joe B loses 24 to 3. And Team USA gets fourth. Yes, in the FIBA. But we'll begin today's show with hey, this is a New York based show. So we're gonna begin with football in New Jersey. The Cowboys blew out the New York football giants on Sunday night football 40 to nut. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley looked lost on offense, while all other phases were dominated by the Dallas Cowboys. The Jets beat the Bills in overtime, but lost Aaron Rodgers to an Achilles tear on the fourth play of the game. So Z, you're a Giant fan, but would you rather be a Giant fan today or a Jet fan today? Well, let's see. I am optimistic as a Giant fan because I draw the Cardinals this weekend. The Jets, on the other hand, lose their franchise quarterback, the guy that they you know, moved heaven and earth to get, and now they draw the Cowboys this weekend. So this is going to be on a week-to-week kind of thing. But let's let's stick with the Giants for a minute. They got their asses whooped. Completely, totally throttled. They at least put up a touchdown against the Eagles in the playoffs, right? In the last two games, they've been outscored 78 to 7. <laughs> That's not good. That's bad. Pretty bad. Jones was running for his life. That offensive line is still atrocious. Schmitz looked like he was not ready for prime time. And, you know, you make make all the excuses you want about the rain and how the turf. And we'll talk about the turf again later. But Schmitz was not ready. It was clear that he was not ready as a center. Jones looked awful. The Cowboys lived in the backfield. It didn't really... Waller didn't factor into the game. Bellinger didn't factor into the game. Slayton didn't factor into... They got nothing going. You credit the Dallas Cowboys for putting their foot on the throat of the Giants. The Giants slipped on the banana peel to start with the kick, the block kick for the touchdown. Right? You had Jim Fossil's kid having an orgasm on the side as they, as, uh, they crossed the goal line. Like, oh my God, like I've never seen a man's eyes light up like that. Bones. Then you had the fumble return for the touchdown. You know, Saquon gets it punched out and it's returned. And then from then on in, they packed it in. It felt like they packed it in. This giant team made their bones last year on not packing it in. This giant's team made their bones on resilience and catching some people off guard. Now, neither quarterback was great. Let's be real here. Like, we're talking about dominating all phases of the game. Tony Pollard was very good. 14 for 70 and two touchdowns. 
you know, C.D. Lamb was the leading receiver with 77 yards compared to Darren Waller and his 36 yards. But Dak Prescott, he didn't have to throw that much, but even when he did, it wasn't that good. 13 to 24 for 143. So not great. So not great by any stretch of the imagination. But Daniel Jones is worse. Daniel Jones looked like the guy that I was hesitant to give that money to. The defense was average up front and completely exposed in the back. But that happens when you start two rookie cornerbacks. That's to be expected. There's going to be growing pains there. Do I expect these guys to grow? I do. I do, I do. But that offensive line gives me pause. The defense is not going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough to cover up an anemic to terrible offense. So whoever the offensive line coach is, you need to get in the room and you got to fix this. Because Daniel Jones can't be the guy that you paid. Saquon Barkley can't be the guy that you paid. Darren Waller can't be the guy that you traded for. Bellinger can't be the guy that you brought in. Hyatt can't be the guy you drafted. If the other team has set up shop and has pitched a tent in the backfield. We know this is at the line. And we'll talk about the Jets. We'll talk about the Jets. We'll segue to the Jets in a second. But this was absolutely atrocious but I do have a little glimmer of hope because they're playing the Cardinals this week <laughs> yeah I mean for me I would rather be a giant fan today um but like you I have a lot of questions like did the Giants know that they were playing the Cowboys on Sunday <laughs> I, 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 I'm being dead serious they understand that they were gonna have to deal with Micah Parsons probably the one of the top three top seven you know front sevens in football because it didn't look like there was a plan z like if your third and nine play is quarterback sweep right with saquon barkley as the lead blocker we've got a problem yes if the if the design of if the big secret on offense was that we're gonna line up saquon in the slot that's not a secret weapon that's 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 you know that's not going to catch the defense off guard. So no. I'm I'm going to give Dan, I'm going to give Daniel Jones a pass. That line was so bad. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah. I'm going to give I'm going to give Daniel Jones a pass and say it was the weather. I'm going to say it was play calling because I just think they got overwhelmed. The the situation just got too big and they just couldn't come back. Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt running over the middle, that that's not an offense. Uh, they need to they need to figure out their identity. They need to figure out what they're gonna be and what they're gonna do. But clearly, they didn't realize they were playing the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday, and they just the situation seemed way too big for them. Agreed. But let's also be quick to kind of not overreact. Right. It's game one of the first week, right? I, you know, I agree with you on that. Um, I'm not going to take the, the Chris Canty stance of Daniel Jones is horrible. 
yeah, I'm not going to take that whole stance that, you know, he's, what has he done? Um, he's not that great. I'm not going to take that stance. We know what Daniel Jones is. So so you're not, you, you don't have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl awaiting another an opponent? So, I mean, I do think the Cowboys front seven is going to be a problem for every team they play. I think Daniel, I think uh, Dan Quinn is quite possibly the best defensive coach in football. Um, they have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, but I think defense is what makes that team good. I do think they will be one of the, the final four NFC team NFC teams remaining. Um, I do think they're that good. Um, but, you know, the only thing that kind of has to get you nervous as a Giant fan is, is was last year just luck in the fact that they won some close games because that's what it looked like when they played a real team on Sunday night. I don't think so because you could see the building blocks being there. What concerns me, what concerns me is the lack of fight. Like they just, they got that block kick, they got that fumble, and then they took those two punches and they were on the mat and they couldn't find their mouthpiece. Yeah. Yeah. So look, let's juxtapose the two teams for a second. Now I understand like it's a totally different situation, right? You know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers ruptures his Achilles tendon and then the defense says, fuck this. We got to carry the, we got to carry the team. Where was that for the Giants? Where was that with Wink Martindale? It's like, guys, this, this is not where we want to be. Let's fucking go. Like, where was that? Yeah. I saw it with Robert Salas, guys. I saw it with the Jets, and I didn't see it with the Giants. That's troublesome to me. Mm-hmm. That is very troublesome to me. Now, Kafka was also, like, he also was interviewing for head coaching jobs last year. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, I mean, it's one game, yes. But that game plan, what we saw, that's not head coach material. Like yes. that is that was that was not good at all. So maybe it's something that Dayball has to kind of step in with Kafka and kind of be less of a CEO and be more hands on the offense because we know what Brian Dayball's offense is. Brian Dayball's offense is dynamic. It's dynamic when he has Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Can they right. make can they make Brian Dayball's offense dynamic with Daniel Jones? I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it, but we have to try. You have to but, try it. But at the Mike end of the Kafka, day... Mike Kafka's offense is a lot like Jason Garrett's. Running up the middle of Saquon. Like, come I mean, on. Yeah, I... Yeah. It's I mean, but you, but you are still saying that you would prefer to be a Giant fan today. Oh, I would absolutely love to... Okay. Pre- I would absolutely prefer to be a Giant fan because we're, we're going to transition here right at this very moment. And here's why I prefer to be a Giant fan. Let's talk about that gangrene and I'm not just saying that because it's possibly in this sport but four plays that's what you got out of Aaron Rodgers this year after that monster trade reworking the contract the darkness retreat Nathaniel Hackett you know bringing in all the all the old Packers you got four plays out of him before he ruptured his Achilles on that hit by Leonard Floyd the talk last year was that the Jets were a quarterback away. They went out and got a quarterback. 
They gathered all the players. They gathered all the coaches. They did everything, right? They were on hard knocks. They benched Zach Wilson for Mike White last year, right? Now Zach Wilson is going to go in for Aaron Rodgers, but there's already talk of who's going to replace Zach Wilson. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. My flabber is gasted. Where do the Jets go from here? And is this the end of the road for number eight? Yeah, I mean, so there's there's so many different directions we can go with this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel sorry for them. You know, I want to be very clear that I do not feel sorry for them. You know, what I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for J.K. Dobbins, who just can't seem to stay on the field. He was a dynamic, hell of a college football player. And for the second time, he's getting a season-ending injury on a team that really needs him. And he's not going to be able to play. But honestly, Z, they, they put themselves in this position, right? So in, in 2020, the Jets opted not to court Tom Brady, but stick with Sam Darnold. And they missed on all nine of their draft picks that year. All nine of them. Mekhi Becton being one of them where I'm going to say they missed on him. Tom Brady went on to win the chip. Okay? Now you go to 2021. They decide to trade up to get Zach Wilson. Right? A kid from BYU that, that could throw the ball across his body. They pass on Pitts, Chase, Waddle, Penny Sewell, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and the list goes on and on. That same year, the Rams decided to trade all of their draft picks to bring in Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. They won a chip. The Jets decided also not to get veteran backup that year to help Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson had a terrible 2021. 2022, you decide not to address the quarterback position. Or the offensive line position. You go and take Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson in the first round. The whole world missed on Brock Purdy. And what happens? You decide, oh no, we're not even going to get a deal done for, for Aaron Rodgers this year. No, that doesn't happen either. You lose. Now you go to 2023. You decide to trade for a 38-year-old man coming off of a down year. Coming off of a down year. Z, I'm 39. I bent down to tie my shoelace on the train yesterday, and I hurt myself. You're on the bus. Am I surprised? Are you surprised that he tore his Achilles? Are you surprised he got hurt? Fuck the turf. Fuck the weather. The fact that the Giants played there the day before, that doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean anything. This This whole generation, this whole idea of burn the boats... We're all in on this guy. We're all in on this direction. This is what you get. This is what you get. I, I, I don't feel sorry for you. You went to two straight AFC championship games with Mark Sanchez. Where do they go from here, Z? Where do I go from here? This is where I go from here. Zach Wilson's the quarterback of the football team. Yep. Because you know why? We drafted him in the first round. We traded up for the kid. He's the quarterback. I'm going to bring in Nick Foles to be the backup, and that's only if Zach gets hurt. He is going to play every single game. I don't care how many interceptions he throws, except this is the only thing I'm going to say to Zach. 
Zach, if you run backwards 20 yards, or if you run to the left or the right and throw across your body, you're out for the rest of the year. You're out. <laughs> you're out for the rest of the year. I don't want to see it. You're going to come and sit next to me, and your career's over. That's my only rule. You want to Trent Dilfer the situation? Run the ball 35, 40 times with Carter, Cook, and Brees Hall. Run, rush him to death. And throw only on third and eight, third and nine, or third and, and plus. And, and that's what you do. They won. This kid, I believe he was five and four as a starter, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they went on to finish, I think, seven and nine, seven and ten. You got to fin- finish above 500. Just get us into the playoffs, Zach. Just get us into the playoffs. We'll figure it out from there. That's my two cents on it. And the other part is Nathaniel Hackett. Lovely system you have with Aaron Rodgers. It didn't work with Russell Wilson. It is not going to work with Zach Wilson. Create an offense that plays to his strengths. Find out what he likes. Find out what he's good at. And that's what you run. Take the playbook and throw it in the... Take the passing playbook and throw it in the garbage. The garbage. It's... If read one is not there, Zach, throw it away. If sat, if you're in the pocket for more than five seconds, throw the ball into the ground. Fall down. Do not take bad, big hits. That's that's it. It's like that, Z. Because the fact of the matter is, is Joe Douglas is not going to lose his job. Nope. Because he hit on the offensive and defensive rookies of the year last year, even though he did a terrible job everywhere else. And I don't know what Robert Sala, I don't know how that plays out. I don't know if there's going to have to be a fall guy, you know? I don't know. And as far as Aaron's concerned, guys, this, uh, the Achilles tear has taken out so many athletes in the past. Like Kevin Durant, he came back. But Isaiah Thomas didn't. Kobe, his first year back, didn't. Cam Akers, his first couple of games back, didn't. You know, so the idea that you think he's going to come back and be Aaron Rodgers again, I don't know about. I don't know if that's the answer. I don't know if that's the answer. So where do the Jets go from here? The Jets have to prepare for Dallas. Like just to, to kind of bridge the gap between the first two stories. The Jets have to put this Aaron Rodgers injury in the rear, rear view and fast. Because if you're thinking about Aaron Rodgers, who are you not thinking about? Micah Parsons. Who are you not thinking about? Demarcus Lawrence. Who are you not thinking about? Trayvon Diggs, who rose to the challenge. I said he was a he was too busy ball hawking. He was four. He was making plays on Sunday. If that tr- if that guy shows up, <laughs> that's a problem. If the ball hawk shows up, the Jets have a chance. So, where do the Jets go up? Go from here. Coach the shit out of this kid. Yeah. You bring in Mark Sanchez. You bring in Chad Pennington. You say, "This is what welcome. First time, you know, welcome to the the clan. The guys who were not expected to do much in a Jet uniform." Now go ball out. Call Brian Schottenheimer if you want to talk about ground and pound, right? Call Rex. Talk about ground and pound. Start start stirring up the echoes of the two consecutive AFC championship games where they did not have a great quarterback. 
I like Mark Sanchez. Not a great quarterback. I like him a lot. Not a great quarterback. That team was built to mask the deficiencies of their quarterback. So too is this team. Brees Hall, 10 carries for 127 yards. Can I interest you in that? Dalvin Cook is his backup. Dalvin Cook is a backup on this team. Stick them both out there. Put them both out there at once. Go ahead, get creative. That's your job, Nathaniel Hackett, right? That's your job as offensive coordinator. Go coordinate an offense that's going to accentuate what Zach Wilson does well, which is scramble outside the pocket. The kid's got a cannon. He was fitting balls in on Monday that he wasn't, he was lollipopping them last year. This year, he's rifling them in. I'm seeing growth. I'm seeing maturation. Now's the time. Coach the ever-loving shit out of this guy. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm going to say to that is he's still making some of the same mistakes that he shouldn't be making at this point. Especially if you saw the Manning cast where Peyton's just just like, what are you doing? Like, it's a simple read, Zach. If the linebacker comes down, throw it over his head. If he stays back, you know, hit Lazard. And he throws it right to Matt Milano. <laughs> like, right He's, to well, Matt Milano. <laughs> well, let's, and, let's be real here. Like, let's, let's be fair. What the hell was Josh Allen doing on the other side? Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, I, don't, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Jordan, know. That's Jordan, Whitehead, Jordan Whitehead was like, oh, I'll take another one. Thank yeah. you. Please. He like, threw th- three, Thank right? you, sir. He threw three. I think two to Whitehead. Two. Oh, only two, two to Whitehead. Two or three Whitehead. to Whitehead. It yeah. might have been all three to Whitehead. Just like, he was. So let me ask you a question. So for you, if you were a superstitious guy, right, what would you say caused the injury? Would you say it was wearing the white jerseys? (laughs) Was it Vinny Testaverde doing the coin flip? Was it switching to number eight and not wearing number 12? What what what, what would you say the super – what got got Aaron Rodgers left two nights ago? So what got the Jets? Expectations. Always. Anytime the Jets are expected to do something, they manage a way to fuck it up. Whether I, it's yeah, w- whether it's Rex Ryan playing Sanchez in the third quarter of the Snoopy Bowl, <laughs> to Brett Favre sending those dick pics and then hurting his elbow, because they were they had a very good record up until Brett Favre got hurt got hurt and then started sending dick pics so i mean he was bored clearly so anytime right anytime there appears to be some semblance of expectation or some semblance that they're going to ascend to the next level no we can't have that we gotta shoot ourselves in the foot how are we gonna make that happen do you but think- in real in reality it was a freak accident. Leonard Floyd went up, hit him. Could have happened to anybody. It could have well, happened to anybody that the, day. The only thing I would say, and again, this is just my opinion, is that I think as a 38 and 39-year-old man, you have to know what you can do and what you can't do. What your limitations are. Like, Tom Brady's not trying to get away from Leonard Floyd. No. At 45, 44, 42, 40... He's taking 35. 
He's taking the sack. 34. He's, he's turtling. Yeah. Peyton, Peyton Manning is throwing the ball in the dirt, throwing the ball away. Like, it's a wrap. It's the first quarter. It's, I, it's a, my second pass. Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's... I think that's where the misconception lies. I think, you know, like I said, I hurt myself trying to tie my shoe. You, you know, just... It's you think you could do certain things, but you can't. I don't blame Leonard Floyd for the injury. I don't blame. Well, we'll talk about the turf later, but I don't blame the turf for the injury. But you got to know what you can and you can't do, and you got to understand what the gravity of the situation is. And I just don't. I think there was a failure to understand those things. You know, I've I've heard some people come out and say some Jet fans come out and say that they're not going to watch any Jet games this year, where Zach Wilson's a starting quarterback because they say Bro, they. They say they've seen this story before. They hate watching him play, and he's just not a good quarterback. Bro, what, are your, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Frauds, absolutely frauds. Yeah. What are you doing? First of all, you're liars mm-hmm. because you're gonna watch. Mm-hmm. You only get 17 of these. Get you're gonna fucking watch. Please don't don't lie to me. Don't insult my intelligence. So that just shows you to be a fair weather fan, which is funny because you know when have the Jets ever had fair weather? Yeah, well, all the, well, listen, all the celebrities were coming out the last couple of weeks. I'm a Jet yeah. fan. I'm a Jet fan. I'm a Jet fan. It's like where, since when? Where were all of you all of these years? I worked for the organization. I never saw any of you motherfuckers at training camp. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know where all this came from. But okay, sure. The man genius kind of kept them away. I don't. I, I don't know at all. <laughs> So, yeah. but it's all like the fair weather inter Miami fans. Messi shows up, and all of a sudden, hey man, I've you know I, I've had I've been an inter Miami supporter for years. I, I I have two kits. They just, they're arriving on Thursday, but I have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think that it it was a ridiculous amount of hype, and Aaron Rodgers, like. He bought into the hype. He was part of the hype train. He was the centerpiece of the hype train. Now's the time. If Robert Sala is the leader of men that he's supposed to be, if he's the communicator that he's supposed to be, it has shown himself to be, now's the time to rally the troops. Now, here's my question to you. You're Joe Douglas. What Your record is 3-3. Three and three. Zach Wilson doesn't look great. Are you exploring possible ways to upgrade your QB position? I'm not saying I'm not saying Tim Boyle, right? I'm not saying Chris Strebler. I'm saying like Pablo Torre mentioned, a guy like Kyler Murray, or like Tony Kornheiser mentioned, Matthew Stafford, or uh, somebody who again, moves needles. You do have one more year of Aaron Rodgers. Is this something you entertain if you're in striking distance and you are Joe Douglas? Or Jameis Winston, another one. I personally think that Jameis Winston would do very well. But are you, as Joe Douglas, making that move? Or are you just going to say, like, yeah, we're hovering at 500, but Zach Wilson's our guy. Zach Wilson's our guy? Really? our guy. He's our guy. I'm not trading. I'm not doing anything. He's our guy. Drafted him number two. 
this is this is it. This is it. I'm like I said, I'm just getting a veteran backup, no matter what my record is. And literally, the veteran backup is just to help him in the quarterback room and play if he only gets hurt. Um, he might have a five interception game. He could have a six interception game. He's playing. He's gonna play to the point where there's no doubt about he's either coming back or he's not coming back. That's it. I'm not, there's I'm not... one guy. There's one guy, and I think we'll agree on him. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. He's yeah. he is he's a it's player fine. coach. Yeah, it's he's fine. a player coach, and he'll get you some wins. I, yeah, I think I that would be. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that. That's fine. He, either either Colt McCoy or Nick Foles is fine. I say Nick Foles because he's got a big arm and he can throw. Because at that point, that's what we're just going to do. We're just going to throw the shit out of the ball. Just throw it. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto, we really care about what's under your hood. Speaking of guys with big arms. Yeah. Yeah. So two weeks ago, Burrow got paid. Joe Burrow got his money. We've been talking about, like, when's Joe Burrow going to get his money? As it turns out, it was sooner than we thought. He got a five-year, $275 million extension. And then the Bengals promptly lost to the Browns, 24-3. Joe Burrow, 14-31 for 82 yards. 82. 82. Crushing. 82. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So is Burrow still hurt? Was this due to him not playing in the preseason because of his calf injury? Or was this due to the weather? Or are we... Oh, here... Hear me out. Are we going to give credit to Jim Schwartz's Browns defense? I think all I think all things played a factor. I mean, here's the deal: is like he didn't throw any interceptions. No, he only got sacked twice. They didn't they didn't fumble the football. Uh, the problem is is that they only had six first downs mm. the entire game. Mm. That's crazy. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson similarly didn't play very well either. I mean, he he had, I think, uh, only 154 yards passing, touchdown and an interception. The weather was dreadful. I just, I think it was, I think it was a, there was a lot going on there. I mean, I don't think T. Higgins had no catches. This guy was like looking for an extension. He couldn't, he didn't, he didn't catch anything over the weekend. Uh... So I think it was the weather, number one, was a big factor. Number two was, you know, Joe was not in rhythm. He didn't play at all in the preseason. He he just started practicing like a week and a half ago. And then lastly, I do think, as I told you, I had this calf injury. It takes time. It takes a lot of time for not only you to come back, but for you to feel confident that it's not going to happen again. Like even... I don't know if you. I don't know if he'll be a hundred percent confident that he won't re-injure it all season. Like I'm talking about, you're hesitant to run. You're hesitant to step up in the pocket. You just because if you pull it again, you're out for at least a month. So that's where I am. I think Joe's gonna be fine. I believe in Joe. He's still my pick for for MVP. 
right behind Zach Wilson. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're gonna be okay. The Bengals will be fine. And like I've been saying, you don't really round into form until week four. So if he's still playing like this in week four, then you might need to sit him down for a little bit, put him on the pup. Because clearly he's still suffering that calf injury. Now, you got to give some credit to the Brownies. They showed up to play. Jim Schwartz's defense is tough. It's physical. They blitz a lot. They come to take your lunch money. And they took Joe Burrow's lunch money. And now with that extension, Joe Burrow has a lot of it. So there's a lot of mitigating factors. It's week one. When they play again, we'll see what happens. But it was a total stinker by the entire team. What was that total uh, yards again that you gave? What was that total yards statistic again for the Bengals Browns? Uh, total <laughs> yards the Bengals had? The total yards, they had uh, 142 total yards. and then The Giants Cle- had more. Cleveland had 350. So the Giants had more yards than the Bengals. And the Giants got shut out. The Giants got thoroughly dominated. Yeah. But they had 171 total yards. So you chalk this one up. You got beat. If you're Zach Taylor, that's what you say. You lick your wounds, you come back. If it continues, then you really got to go talk to Burrow and say, hey, are you being straight with us? If you were, are you totally healthy? Because if you're not being straight with us, if you're just trying to help the club, you being back there, compromised with a bad cap, is not helping the club. We need you in February. Right? We don't we can afford to lose you now. We need you in February. So there's a lot of mitigating factors. But at the end of the day, they just got beat. They just got beat. It doesn't change my opinion of them. It doesn't change the trajectory that I think that they're on. But the other guys need to show up too. They absolutely need to show up. Joe Mixon, you cannot have 13 carries for 56 yards. You need to get more. Chubb had 18 for 106. Five more carries, right? 10 yards more per carry. You can't get thoroughly outplayed like that. Receivers, pretty much even. Pretty much even. Elijah Moore was the number one receiver for the Browns. Wow. Three for four, three for 43. Wow. Nothing, nothing great. Nope. Nothing great. Nope. But it, it's a it's a myriad of things. It definitely is a myriad of things. Teams are not ready. Teams are not ready. They're still shaking off the rust of training camp. They're still in kind of summer vacation mode, right? Kind of like, kind of like up here. It's the second week of school. Kids are still in summer vacation mode. You got to work the kinks out. You got to get back into the routine. You got to get back in the rhythm and the swing of things. The, the Bengals, the Bengals are a good team. Burrow is a good quarterback. They will get back in the swing of things. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodie, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. 
get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. Speaking of swing, we have a guy on the Yankees who's not going to be doing any swinging anytime soon. (laughs) Jason Dominguez, the Martian, prized young outfield prospect for the Yankees, suffered a torn UCL last week. The same injury as Shohei Otani. So this happened during his September call-up. It's going to affect his service time, right? It manipulates his service time. He is having Tommy John surgery. I don't know how long it's going to put him out because of the fact that he's an outfielder. And as a position player, you can have that Tommy John surgery and still play. Where do the Yankees go from here? Are they calling Cody Bellinger or what? Yeah, I mean, I think that is the immediate response. Cody had a pretty decent year. Um, he's a lefty. He'll play well at Yankee Stadium. So from what I gather, right, it's uh, for a position player, it's about a nine to ten month recovery time, mm-hmm. which should sideline him until like, what, like June or July. So you had Harper and Shohei Otani both come back in a recent timeline from this injury and just batted right they just they just hit which i think is fine for him like just let him come back and hit he was hitting really well um especially left-handed which is what you know yankee stadium calls for um he seemed i mean he seems to be what was expected so i don't think he's getting traded i think ultimately you know Next year is not a wash, but it's more along the lines of, okay, we'll get you as a part-time player next year, but, you know, you'll get into full duty come 2025. What I'm concerned about is the throwing, right? If you're if you're a position player and you get Tommy John surgery, you have to throw. Right? Mm. That's part of the issue. My, my pause comes from the fact that he can come back from this and swing the bat, right? Otani is doing it. Bryce Harper has been doing it. But you have to keep him out of the outfield. He can't throw for a year, mm-hmm. right? They tried Bryce Harper at first base for a little bit. I mean, it's not the best solution because there is some throwing involved. But prior, you know, primarily, Harper has been a DH, I think Tor I think Torres had the injury too, right? Glaber Torres I'm had I'm pretty the sure he did. Yeah. 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 But it wasn't his had... throwing it wasn't his throwing arm. I think it was his left hand, left arm. Right, but still you need to extend your arms when you're swinging. So that's mm, definitely true. going that's definitely going to affect you. If it's a clean tear, it's a clean tear. But the way the roster's constructed, when he comes back in July, you're gonna have this fella, Giancarlo Stanton who's still on this roster because you can't trade that albatross of a contract. And not only is he going to be there, but he is going to clog up the DH spot. Ah, true. So what the hell are you going to do? What are you going to do? Stanton. (laughs) Right. And what are you going to do with Stanton? That's the question. Like, are you going to put him in the outfield? Because, you know, 
unearthed the Brian Cashman, he actually stayed healthy in Miami when he played the outfield. I'm just telling you this. You know, this is maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for guy that the guy that replaces you. But Giancarlo Stanton stayed healthy when he actually had to play. That's interesting. But if you are so hell bent on bubble wrapping this guy to where he's a DH, where's Dominguez going to be? Triple A? No. You're, this kid has already shown that he deserves to be up here, at least to, to showcase a little bit, right? 258, four, seven ribbies, 980 OPS. Yeah, 31 at bats, small sample size, yada, yada, yada. Billy McKinney, Jake Bowers. They played the majority of the year. Willie Calhoun, Franchi Cordero. These were your Yankee outfielders this year. This kid has earned a seat at the table, or at least a conversation, right? So in a short-term fix, you absolutely call up Cody Bellinger. Because what else can, where else can Cody Bellinger play besides center field? Besides outfield, he can play first base. So that versatility also helps out Anthony Rizzo. That's a good move. That's the kind of thinking you need to do, right? Lefty, short porch. Yeah, you know, Clay Bellinger won a ring with the Yankees. Yes. Like the, you have that, you know, the, you have that story, right? You have the story, but then you also have this season that Cody Bellinger has. And, you know, Cody Bellinger, it's a former MVP in this league. You call him up, you say, Hey, what do you want? What do you want to wear the pinstripes? Yeah, but you're not going to give him a long deal. You're going to give him like a two year banger, right? I would give him three. Okay. Three. I think three is fair. If he comes at you with some kind of ridiculous demand, all you have to do is say, you had one good year in the past three years. Yeah, you were an MVP. You were a runner-up. But then you went in the tank for two years. So there's a way to kind of spin it to where it's a very reasonable nut. But Jason Dominguez is still the future. And he's still very much on the table just like the rest of the other Ninos you can't help but smile when you see a balloon the simplest occasion is a party Westchester Popstars located in New Rochelle New York offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events birthdays anniversaries weddings showers school and corporate events store openings or just because Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top-notch. Westchester Popstars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Pop Stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google.
Speaking of the table, everybody expected Team USA to run the table, right? At FIBA, the FIBA championship over the weekend. It was supposed to be it was supposed to be the collision course between the United States and Canada in the gold medal game. Well, the United States played Canada in the bronze medal game. (laughs) And not only did the United States play Canada in the bronze medal game, but they lost. We're number four. We're number four. Yeah. Germany, on the other hand, you know, noted basketball power outside of Dirk Nowitzki. Who? What? The Wagner twins. Awesome. Germany beat Serbia for the chip. Now, the loss, of course, has the media in a tizzy, speculating that they're going to call LeBron, they're going to call Durant, they're going to call Devin Booker, they're going to call CP3, they're going to call Stephen Curry, they're going to call Jason Tatum, they're going to call Michael Jordan, they're going to call anybody they can to ensure that they win in France next year. Should we be excited about sending the best to the Olympics, or are we concerned about the future of basketball on the world stage? Yeah, I mean, I think we should be concerned about basketball on the world stage. I mean, yeah, it's no doubt that if we're sending, you know, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Booker, we better win. We better win. The only problem is, is like the world is good, right? Anto DeCumbo, Rudy Gobert. We don't, we're not sure if Joel Embiid is going to be playing for us or for France. When Yama is going to be out there. So there's definitely going to be some competition. I mean, as long as Durant, LeBron, Curry, and Lillard play, I think it'll be fine. But I think, yeah, we got we to gotta be concerned about the future because the next Olympics likely won't have LeBron likely won't have Kevin Durant, right? So who's, and the, and the other thing is, is the, and might not have Anthony Davis. The other thing is the world is taller, right? They're all about their big guys playing as bigs and not playing as like shooters. So that's another problem that poses us. I mean, we're just not going to win games with, um, <laughs> with, with Bobby Portis and um you know heart and um bunch Bacaro, we're, we're not miles bridges like we're not gonna be able to compete with the world with b and c players it's just it's not it's not possible noah lyles right remember him the uh track and field he uh came out and said you know, I love the NBA, but they're the champions of what? The oh, United right. States? Yeah. And that got the goat of all the American basketball players. And even some basketball players that are that play internationally or who are international, you know, transplants into the NBA. Yes, the best of the best in terms of talent comes here. But that doesn't mean you don't have really good players right like there's that whole thing about like when brian scalabrini was interviewed he used to say i used to get dogged all the time because i wasn't as good as a guy like lebron and he, his response was i'm closer to lebron than you are to me 
So let's go. And he's right. The worst NBA player is still pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Just like just like the worst international player is still pretty damn good. You get paid to play basketball for a living, you're probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. So these guys, they put their blood, sweat, and tears, they put their reputation, they are hoping to get onto the stage. And I think Rudy Gay said this. He said, they're willing to give their life to this. Whereas American players are assigned to this. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. Why, you know, what's in it for KD? What's in it for LeBron James? What's in it for these guys? Their legacy is intact. Like, they don't have any skin in the game. Mm-hmm. So, it it doesn't do anything for them. But it does everything for these other guys. Now, you're absolutely right about height. Their bigs play big. Internationally, the bigs play big. Wembanyama is a unicorn in that regard because he has the handle and he's got the shot of a smaller guard, but he's a giant. But the Americans, as presently constituted with this roster, do not match up well against bigs. They don't match up well against bigs who are playing big. You know, as good as Jalen Brunson was and as good as Anthony Edwards is and Josh Hart, Jalen Jackson Jr. didn't even play. He didn't even suit up. Coach's decision. Kessler, Reeves. Like, this is kind of a team. Austin Reeves, yeah. This is kind of a team of role players with a few big names sprinkled in. That's not going to get the job done. I agree. But an actual team, you don't need to go scorched earth 92 dream team. You don't need to go scorched earth redeem team. Have a few big names, but have role players. Because these guys are just as talented. They'll win. They absolutely will win. It's a travesty that this is these are the two responses, right? Either we send nobody or we send the whole fucking infantry. there's got to be some kind of happy medium there's got to be some in between because that's ridiculous but it's also a nice slice of humble pie you know especially with all the shit they were talking especially with all the shit especially Anthony Edwards he was was talking a lot of mess so you got too big for your britches you got clipped by Lithuania and then you lose to Canada. Yeah, you beat the shit out of Italy, but like, I mean, outside of Bargnani, I couldn't name. Oh, oh and Danilo Gallinari. Those are the only two Italian basketball <laughs> players I can name. And I'm pretty sure they weren't there. <laughs> so, hey, Paisans. So, yeah, it's an ego check. And I think it's a much needed ego check for USA basketball. Now, you get back in the lab and you figure this team out. But you don't call 38-year-old LeBron James. You don't call 36-year-old Steph Curry. It goes back to the Aaron Rodgers argument. You can only play so long. FIBA is played in the summer. The Olympics are played in the summer. Who's to say, you know, 39-year-old LeBron goes out there and pops his Achilles? 39 ain't 29, bro. 
as Shaq famously once said. And it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Let the other countries have their due. Let the other countries celebrate the growth that they have made in basketball. It doesn't have to be ours. It doesn't have to be. We can share. Sharing is caring. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Fair or foul, judging the more messed up stories of the week. All right, boys and girls, we have not one, but two statements, and it's either fair or foul. Fair or foul. Number one, college football should be on notice because Colorado and Deion Sanders are going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, they really they really went and took it to Nebraska. Uh, Matt Rule made it personal, as Deion said, and that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to talk smack to Deion, all right? Here's my deal. I mean, they really just have, I would say they have three remaining games that you're like okay this is going to dictate how this is going to go and that's against Oregon which is coming up on September 23rd and against USC which is on September 30th if anybody hasn't gotten their bet in on Sanders to win the Heisman try to get in on it I already missed it but I'm sure some other sites might be having it because all he has to really do is going to USC and beat USC, and I'm pretty sure either him or Travis Hunter is going to win the Heisman. But yeah, I think they're on notice. Your best bet is to keep your mouth shut, head down, and play the game because he's a professional, and Dion knows what to say. He knows how to get the people to back him. So just go in there and, and try to win the game. That's completely fair. It's a completely fair statement. And Shador Sanders, right? He was kind of, you know, lying in the weeds in Jackson State. He already has 903 passing yards. Two games. Right? Can I interest you in that? (laughs) He's already at it. In the first quarter of his third game this season, he will probably go over 1,000 yards. That's pretty big. That's huge. You're bringing 86 new recruits. You kind of send the old guard packing. Like Deion Sanders, you know, we talked about the NBA, you know, the U.S. Team USA going scorched earth. Deion Sanders went scorched earth. He's using that transfer portal to his advantage, right? And he's using his cachet 
and name recognition to his advantage. I can go play for Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders wants me? It can't get bigger than that, can it? I don't think so. And teams are going about this the wrong way. All right, Matt Rule poking the bear. All the pundits talking about how it's kind of like a media circus. Deion Sanders, like, he, from very, from very early on, when he was at Jackson State, like, no, 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 I'm not primetime. You call me coach. He's taking this seriously. This is not, this is not a game to him. This is not a media stunt. He's taking this seriously. This guy had toes amputated for this. Deion Sanders understands that the leg, the, his legacy is on the line. And he's got these guys performing. He's got these guys revved up and ready to go. Because a lot of them, they were, while some of them were ace recruits, you have others, like his own son, who weren't really recruited by other schools. So, it's a great story. Keep it up. Absolutely keep it up. Currently, they're second in the nation in passing yards. Wow. Right? Second in the nation. They're averaging 453 a game. Not much running. They're scoring 41. They're giving up 28. As the year goes on, that's going to have to, you know, that's going to have to come down a little bit. Because as it gets colder, especially in Boulder, Colorado, right, the points aren't going to be as uh, coming as freely as they are now. Rushing yards, they're averaging less than 60 yards, 56 and a half per game. So, Dion is going, I'm sure Dion is going to address that as well as the season goes on. But the weather's warm, let it fly and watch those wins stack up. Fair or foul, number two. The NFLPA is right that the artificial turf is the reason why Aaron Rodgers got hurt. No, no, not at all. Not to mention J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles and he was playing on grass. So... You know, there's no science to this. There's no way to dictate how this happens. I mean, listen, I'm a fan of grass. I think football should be played on grass. But the reality of the situation is the Jets and the Giants share a stadium. You know, Cowboys played on Sunday night. Jets had to play on Monday. There was a concert there on Saturday. Like, you have these stadiums where they're paid for by tax dollars, and they have to be multi-purpose. They can't just be football stadiums. They have to also do concerts, do events, and other things. You know, I think this, I really do feel like the teams in the South and the teams all the way out West, they should have grass. But again, that costs money. Like, you know, and, and a lot of these owners, they want to profit the extra dollars that they're saving by just having turf or, you know, synthetic grounds other than having grass so it's it's hard it's a hard thing to figure out and at the end of the day this should really come into when you're a player and you're thinking about where you're going to play this should come into your idea like do you want to play on real grass 
you want to play in a division where three of the teams play on synthetic turf? Like, these are the questions you've got to ask yourself. What cleats are you going to wear? You Maybe you're a little hesitant to, to do certain moves or to run certain plays on these fields. I remember for years the Texans had the worst turf, had the worst grass, you know? So there's no way the Jets or the Giants could have grass. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think this is a thing. Um, I, of course, I would love people to play on grass, but again, you do what does, is the best for you. It's completely foul. Um, Pat McAfee had Ian Rappaport on and the conclusion of the, you know, the committee will say on why the field was so slippery at the Super Bowl, their findings finally came out. So as it turns out, the stage for Rihanna's halftime show overheated the grass. <laughs> so the combination of the heat and the moisture created a super slick environment that coupled with the paint made it almost like ice. They play on grass. I, I just wanted you to, to know that. They play on natural grass. So, I don't know. Like, this can happen anytime, anyplace, anywhere. That's why you can change the length of your cleats, right? You can change the length of the studs in your cleats. Famously, Wayne Rooney put the wrong length of cleats in because, well, Wayne Rooney was insane. He said he wanted to hurt somebody. <laughs> and he did. He ended up hurting himself because the studs were the wrong length. And then he tore his leg up. So, kudos, Wayne. But, it can, injuries can happen in the NFL at any time. That's right. Anytime. Now, to me, I'm hearing this and I hear Buster Posey. I hear that because this happened to a superstar quarterback, that now all of a sudden this becomes a player safety issue, and now we're considering changing the rule, right? Oh, Scott Cousins just bull rushed Buster Posey? We can't have that. We can't have our superstar breaking his leg or having a concussion or being out for the year. We can't have that. He's a superstar. We have to protect him at all costs. And now we don't know what blocking the plate looks like. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for that. I don't think that teams are going to incur the extra expense. You're absolutely right, because with the grass comes maintenance. And with that maintenance comes issues, right? Like you said, there are multi-purpose stadiums. If Bruce Springsteen is playing at MetLife Stadium, what the hell are you gonna, he's gonna play on grass? Like, you got to cover the grass. You have to remove the grass. Like, that's an added expense that most teams are not willing to pay. To pay. Would it be ideal? Yes. But these aren't just football stadiums. These are multi-event, multi-purpose stadiums. And the NFLPA has to realize that they're not the only game in town. So, you have to understand that this can happen to anybody like J.K. Dobbins. It's happened to him multiple times. Terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. 
this kid is probably going to have one and a half legs. Like, it's like you had one knee, you had the other knee, now you had an Achilles. He's running out of places to get hurt. (laughs) It's a game of operation. He's running out of room. But, you know, that didn't move the needle. Aaron Rodgers, oh, oh, oh. It's time. We have to, we have that immediate change. We need to change that immediately. And I also don't like that they're invoking soccer players. Like, that was an unnecessary and uncalled, uncalled for shot. Like, we're protecting soccer players. Like, that's why we have the turf. No. They're protecting their wallets. It just so happened that soccer players also use the stadium. podcast has its own merch line now go to the fade store with dnz.com today for all your fade route merch needs i'm talking tank tops t-shirts sweatshirts like yoga pants we got those too like some cool accessories we got those too and we're not done yet we have so much more planned for you but check out what we have today at the fade store with dnz.com that's the fade store with dnz.com The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our X account at FadeRoutDNZ, and you vote. And you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a coveted-ass trophy and a shout-out on this here show. And do you know who took, who took home the coveted-ass trophy, D? I don't. Julio Urias. That guy. Yeah, girlfriend beater. He, did, you know, he, he's, he should be taking home more than an ass trophy. He should be taking home a sentence. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Alleged Superstar of the Week, Dean? All right, first up, I've got Michigan State coach Mel Tucker. Oh, that's a good one. One of the highest paid college football coaches is being accused of sexually harassing a rape victim. Come on, Jesus. That's, that's, that's bad. That's grounds for dismissal, Mel Tucker. So, Mel Tucker, you are my Alleged Superstar of the Week. Number two, I've got Kevin Porter Jr., Ooh, another one. Another good one. Arrested in New York City for assaulting his girlfriend and leaving her in a New York City hotel room with a cut on her eye and a fractured vertebrae. Kevin Porter Jr., you are my alleged superstar of the week. And the last one is the NBA board approving a resting policy, which will result in a $1 million fine. So it's a million dollars to a team if a player takes a day off. You guys got to get your stuff together over there. I'm sober and company. The NBA board, you are my alleged superstars of the week. What do you got, Z? What's stopping them just putting them out with an injury? I, I don't get it. What's stopping them? Like, oh, he's got to hang there. Why do you have to convince people to play their games? What are we talking about right now? Guarantee Just money. reduce that's the it. damn schedule. What is the problem? Well, I mean, that's the only way to do it because, you know, they're not going to lower the salaries. They're not going to take the guaranteed money out because they have they got the league by the balls, man. They don't have to play if they don't want to. That's fucked up. 
I'm not saying you go fully non-guaranteed like the NFL, but there has to be some incentive to play. Like, it's a joke. It's an absolute fucking joke what's going on in the NBA. But for me, my alleged superstar of the week starts with the New York football Giants. Mm. Dallas 40, Giants nothing. Need I say more? No, I don't think I need to. New York Giants, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, Josh Allen. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, 70.7% completions for 236 yards. The problem is three of those completions were to the other team. Looking lost. Looking like Brett Favre out there. Josh, what the hell are you doing? And I don't want to hear that two of those picks were as good as punts. <laughs> I don't want to hear that from the Andrew Brands of the world. I don't, I don't want to hear that. While it is true, it's laughable. They're going to turn the interception in football into what the strikeout has become in baseball. Absolutely fucking meaningless. Guys go up there and don't give a shit if they strike out 300 times in a season. 300! I'm 200! 300! We're going to get to the point where guys are going to be like, I threw 30 picks. We already had that. James Winston. We didn't think that James Winston was that good. We really need to kind of rein in that aggressiveness, Josh. Right? That's what we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put it kindly and we'll call it aggressiveness. Josh Allen, you were my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, DraftKings. This is, this is a bad one. 9-11 is a very special day in American history. It's a sacred day in American history. And DraftKings decided to run a never forget parlay. Completely tongue deaf. Now, I understand that there are plenty of degenerate gamblers who did not have a problem with this. But, come on. Come on. That's like having a Pearl Harbor parlay. What are we doing here? That is a moment, an infamous moment in American history, in world history, and you're using it to promote gambling? You take all the hit on that. You take all the backlash on that. You deserve it all. DraftKings, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece. Go to our X account at FadeRouteDNZ and vote, and vote, and vote, and vote, and for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that D&Z sent you.
Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. Week two is upon us and it is time for us to give you the option. And if you want to play along with us, you know what to do. Go to our IG at Fade Route Podcast. Click on our link in bio. Find the CBS League entitled The Option and play along with us. Currently, there are two people tied at the top. <laughs> that is you <laughs> and Zach. Zach Attack is back. The curtain is up. Eh, I did not have the best of weeks. You had 10 wins, I had 8 wins. Yeah, so let's see if we can... Solid, solid, but very unspectacular. Like I said, it's going to be on my headstone. Solid, but unspectacular. But that was last week. Let's get going. Thursday night at the link. The 0-1 Vikings take on the 1-0 Eagles. 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 Got a lot of injuries. Bradbury's out. Nicobe Dean, I think, is Gainwell, hurt. too, right? Gainwell. So, fly, Eagles, fly. But it's not going to be... Right? It was surprisingly close against the Patriots, right? You had that one. Right? You had... You had uh, you had Coach Belichick keeping it close. I think that the, the Vikings will be able to keep it closer than we think. The Eagles are not there yet offensively, but they're going to beat the Vikings on Thursday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. One o'clock in Hotlanta. The 1-0 Packers take on the 1-0 Falcons. I love me some, some, uh, some love. He's, uh, Packers are happy about that decision, so I'm going with Green Bay. You're all about the love. You're loving the love. You're so you're full of love. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. I think that Bijan Robinson is gonna have another good game. He got into the end zone on Sunday. I think he's gonna get into the end zone again. And you know, Jordan Love. Might come down to earth a little bit when Calais Campbell is knocking on the door. This is an interesting matchup. The 1-0 Raiders go into Orchard Park to take on the 0-1 Buffalo Bills. I mean, Buffalo has to win this, right? So I'm going to go with Buffalo. You would think so. They have to. You would think so. Yeah. I'm taking the Raiders. I am taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Las Vegas Patriots to knock off the Buffalo Bills. The Bills go 0-2. Josh Allen is scrambling for his mouthpiece, looking for answers. The 1-0 Ravens go into Cincinnati to take on the 0-1 Bengals. Cincinnati has to bounce back, right? So, yeah, I'm going with Cincinnati. They can't be that putrid. Again, right. Right. Like they can't be. No, you have you have to figure that they're going to. Yeah, and you know what? Like, what's the solution? What is the solution for Dobbins? Right? It's gonna be Gus Edwards. They're gonna play Gus Edwards or Hill. Hill and your boy Melvin Gordon. Oh, he came back. They've resigned. Yeah, he's him. there. Yeah, they resigned him. So you have Gordon Hill, 
is that going to be enough to replace Dobbins? If is Andrews going to play? Like that, that gives me some pause, right? If Andrews is healthy, Gosh, like all he has to, right? You know, I'm I would lean towards the Ravens if Andrews is healthy, but I'm not getting burned by that. Just like I, I got burned by Travis Kelsey. I'm not getting burned by Mark Andrews not being there. I'm going to take the Bengals. The 0-1 Seahawks at the 1-0 Detroit Lions. Detroit. I'm taking Detroit. Rock City. 2-0. And Aiden Hutchinson is going to get to know Geno Smith very well. Over under 275 and a touchdown for Jared Goff this weekend. Uh, under. Hmm. But they'll get it done. They'll, they'll, get it done. they'll take it home. They will take it home. This is going to be interesting. The Mediocrity Bowl in the AFC South. The 0-1 Colts at the 0-1 Texans. Which rookie quarterback shine? I'm going with the Texans. They played defense last weekend against Lamar. I'm with it. I'm going to go with the Texans, too. Anthony Richardson shows flashes, but still a little prone to the turnover. I think that D'Amico Ryans has the Texans ready to go. Another interesting matchup. The 0-1 Chiefs go into Jacksonville to take on the 1-0 Jags. I mean, it's another one. The Chiefs got to win, right? Then I started on 0-2, especially with Jones and Kelsey playing. Jones and Kelsey are playing, but how healthy is Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. And if Tony's dropping passes like he was dropping, if Sky Moore isn't productive... If you're not, I mean, you can go down the list. If they're not performing, it's going to be a long day because the Jaguars are a very good team, right? The Jaguars could be a sleeper to be in the AFC title game. Fuck it. I'm going to take the Jaguars. Like, I have fewer question marks against the, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I have fewer questions regarding the Jaguars than I do the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Jags. The 0-1 Bears at the 1-0 Bucks. Bucks look legit. Baker Baker was th- was throwing the ball nicely. Their defense has always been good. Bucks. We might have underest we might have overestimated the Bears and underestimated Baker Mayfield. He looks like he's put on some muscle. He looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder. He looks like the old Baker Mayfield. Like not the guy who's been kind of putzing around the league the past few years. I want to take the Bucks too. Like that was impressive. And you you know you know that Baker's feeling dangerous when he's shit talking. So he was shit talking on Sunday. <laughs> As he's wont to do. The 0-1 LA Chargers go into Tennessee to take on the 0-1 Titans. Tennessee. Uh, another team that I think is gonna play better this weekend. I think uh, their defense comes around and uh, I have no confidence in the Chargers coach. I don't have any confidence in the Chargers coach either, but I have confidence in Justin Herbert. Like, I think the arm talent is there, and let's be real here. Like, they got beat by Miami, but they got theirs, right? It's not like it was 40 nothing. Like They got theirs, and they were moving the ball at will on Miami. 
So I'm going to take the Chargers. I think that they can do it. I think that they're talented enough. They're good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like them. Chargers take that one. We are into the 4 o'clock hour now. The 0-1 Giants go into Arizona to take on the 0-1 Cardinals. The Giants better win, right? Giants are going to win. The Giants are going to win. Speaking into his existence. Uh, the away. Giants are going to win. Go on with your bad self. Yeah. Big Dex is going to have a good game. Leonard Williams is going to have a good game. Kayvon Thibodeau is going to have a good game. And I'm calling at least one pick for Adora Jackson. This mm. is a de- this is going to be a defensive win. Mm. Jones and Barkley, are, this is going to be their get-their-feet-wet game. But this is going to be a defensive victory for the New York Giants. And they need to reestablish themselves as a defensive football team. Because what we saw on Sunday, they quit. They quit on that game. So they need to show me, they need to show Giant fans that they are not who they were on Sunday. They're who they were last year. The 1-0 Niners go into SoFi to take on the surprising 1-0 Rams. Oh, it's got to be the 49ers. I mean, even though the Rams had an impressive win. The Rams had an impressive win, but who are their receivers? I mean, they're a bunch of no names. Like it's, it's Nuka, so Puka, Puka, Nuka. Puka, Puka Shell. So, 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 Puka something. Um, it's got to be the Niners. It has to be the Niners. Brock Purdy is not going to play as well as he did last week, but he's going to play well enough to win. And that is what is important. Here we go. I know you've been waiting all show to make this pick. The 1-0 Jets go into Dallas. They go into Jerry World to take on the Cowboys. Yeah. uh, Cowboys, and they better have the ambulance ready if Zach Wilson decides to pull his chicken down again. So, Dallas. As much as I want to pull the upset, as much as I want to say it, I can't do it. (laughs) <laughs> I, can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I am going to call a defensive struggle, though. The Jets' defense is good. The Cowboys' defense is good. I think you're, def- you're, you're going to have a definite defensive struggle, and the Cowboys do just enough to take the win. The 1-0 Commanders go into the mile high to take on the 0-1 Broncos. Uh, Broncos. Broncos defense was pretty good last weekend, even though they uh, they lost. 17-16. So they actually underperformed last year's average in terms of points. So all that shit that Sean Payton talked about Nathaniel Hackett, and he scored fewer points than they averaged last year. I love it. It's I, I love how petty that is. And it makes me smile. Pettiness makes me smile. I'm taking the commies. Brian Robinson had a huge game. <laughs> huge. I'm taking the commie. Give me the commie. The commie's going to ride that Bronco. They're going to ride that Bronco into the ground. Brian Robinson all day. Your Sunday night special, the 1-0 Dolphins and their high-flying offense go into Foxborough to take on the 0-1 New England Patriots. Yeah, let's go uh, New England. They played the Eagles tough. They absolutely played the Eagles tough. I did not expect it to be as close as it it did. The Dolphins, 
Yep, they're already in regular season form, right? They're already like they're already in that overrated mode where people are overreacting. We're expecting a Dolphins Cowboys Super Bowl because the Dolphins offense is so good. Stop. Stop. We know that they're not as good. Tua Tonga Vailoa will eventually be concussed in half. It's a matter <laughs> of time. It's a matter of time. That train comes around week five. That that train usually comes around week five, week six. So it's only week two. Give me the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins going into Foxborough and taking the dub. Your Monday night doubleheader. The 1-0 Saints go into Carolina to take on the Panthers. Uh, I I love I love uh, I love Nola here. I I do. I love uh, what the Saints got going on. Their defense is lights out, lights out, and um, they have a really a very potent offense. Even though they only put up um, 16 in the last game. Another long day for Bryce game. Young. Yeah. Another long day for Bryce Young. 0-2. Saints take this one pretty easily. And your Monday night main event, 8-15 on ABC. An AFC North showdown between the 1-0 Brownies and the 0-1 Steelers. Cleveland! Really? Yeah. I'm going to take the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to be humbled and embarrassed by their performance against the Niners. And they're going to come out swinging. So, it's going to be a great game. That's going to be worthy of the Monday Night Mandal. And the Steelers and Browns are going to go toe-to-toe. Man-to-man. Mano-a-man. But the Steelers come out big. With the big dub at the end. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So until next time, stay fade, everyone. Time for us to run the Go Rebel. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.